Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's a Dumb Rule Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, today we're picking up where we left off on the numbers game. We're drafting 26 through 50 on the numbers game part one. We went 0-0 zero, zero through 25. We had a great time with that. Yeah. This is a chance for us to kind of nerd out and pick the players that we think best represent each number, 0-0 zero, zero to 99. Um, for those that might just be tuning into this or haven't listened to part one yet, uh, just a quick refresher. We're drafting players first. We have some rules. One is we're taking turns selecting players. So, Greg, you have the first pick. You will be picking number 26. I will pick number 27, then back to you. Got it. Uh, the second rule is we are selecting based on talent, impact or importance to the game, and recognition. Um, if a player, or excuse me, players are labeled based on number. Of course, it's the numbers game, right? Yep. But an example of this would be Jordan wore number 12. He is not connected to that number. He only wore it once, so he will not be signed up for that number. He is only eligible for 23 and 45. Got it. The final rule is... If there is a tie, tie goes to the most recognizable player. For example, between Babe Ruth, who wore number three, Allen wore number three, Iverson, and Dwayne Wade, Babe Ruth gets it because Babe Ruth is more recognizable to the culture than the other two. And I mean, that's a close race. Mm -hmm. So we are dealing with some real names here. Um, zero, zero through 25 was hard. I can't imagine what lies around the corner with oh, 26. Boy. So why don't you kick us off here and start with number 26 all right number 26 um a lot of great players wore 26 yeah. um still do um <laughs> great soccer number by the great way great soccer number um baseball you had some great players billy williams wade boggs um yeah. football rod woodson um i know robert smith wore number 26 uh, when he played with the vikings so a lot of good options for 26 but you know what when i think of 26 you got to go wade boggs yeah um i remember watching him play great player um great mustache great mustache <laughs> um he could hit boy he was just a phenomenal hitter um played third base just a terrific overall player he would be great in today's game too um, yeah but yeah i gotta go wade boggs number 26 i just whenever i look at his stat sheet there's a run he makes from 83 to really 90 where he is just insane and i mean there's years after that of course he's incredible mm -hmm. but i mean his on base percentage 0. 0.44 40 or 0.407 0.45 0.453 I, I mean just incredible numbers and then batting average alone 0. 0.36 0. 0.325 0. 0.368 yeah. i mean just an insane batter great fielder hall of fame player 12-time all-star 1996 World Series champion, two-time Golden Glove, eight-time Silver Slugger, and five-time batting title. Wow. Um, incredible player. We passed him once at number 12. I'm glad he got in here at 26. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, any thoughts or just memories of Wade Boggs? But I feel like you hit a lot of good stuff already. Yeah, when he, when he was hitting, you know, over 350 for those four or five years in a row, I mean, it was... To do that is just incredible. Yeah. So he was able to do that, and just just a fun player to watch. He was just absolutely terrific. So, wow. um, interesting thing about Wade Boggs, he played uh, most of his years in Boston, but then he went to the Yankees. I always find that fascinating when a player yeah. goes from the Yankees to Boston or Boston to the Yankees. So, yeah, that's definitely uh, a weird. If we were in New England, we'd be very upset. <laughs> right, right. So, okay, number twenty six, Wade Boggs. Yeah, moving awesome. on to number twenty seven. 
All right. All right. Well, 27 has had a bunch of great names as well. Um, the one that I was most drawn to was Vladimir Guerrero. Um, Scott Niedermeyer, Mike Trout is in this group as well. Eddie George, um, just some great 27s. It's a number that I think a lot of people forget about. It's more thought of as like a running back number, right? Um, but really good baseball number. Yeah. I am going to go with, and it was a tough choice, but I think I'm going to take Mike Trout. Okay. Um, I looked, I took Vladimir Guerrero out to dinner. We scouted him. We talked to him. <laughs> we thought he might be good for the team. Sure. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, MVP, nine-time All-Star, home run derby champ, eight-time silver slugger. Wow. But, and that's, a, I know, the wow is well done. Like, it, it's deserved. But when you look at Mike Trout, three-time MVP, rookie of the year, nine-time All-Star, eight-time silver slugger, um, two-time all-star MVP. He was the player of the year. I mean, this guy does everything Vladimir Guerrero did, but three times over. Yeah. I mean, he's an incredible player. He's a quiet player. Mm-hmm. I, a part of me loves that he's one of the best players in baseball because he is the ideal of baseball, just smooth and easy, always yeah. consistent. The only thing left is that walk into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do wish that there was... A title on there that was the only thing i wish but yeah he's just an incredible ta- talent it's hard to ignore yep totally agree yep all right well we will move on to number 28, 28. and i threw an extra name on the list that i didn't have originally for you because i figured you'd like him okay um but i want to see which one you're drawn to well a lot of good 28s um i think of uh of course adrian peterson um being in Minnesota here, obviously yeah. he was probably that, the that best. was the name I threw on for the, you. Yeah, the best running back uh, probably in Vikings history. Um, Marshall Falk wore, t- wore twenty eight. Yeah, um, greatest great, show on turf. Greatest show on turf. Yeah, with the Rams. Uh, Burt Blylevin, um, Daryl Green. I remember Daryl Green um, for the for the Washington football team. Just uh, absolutely lights out. Uh, defensive player. Um, he was actually the fastest player in the league for like. 15 years really yeah just whoa guys ridiculous yeah oh God. a lot of good 28s but you know what i gotta go with ap adrian peterson of course um, just i remember watching a game and he he was he got the ball and he he was gonna run up the middle and it was there was a lot of traffic and he couldn't get around so he took off around the end and he he outran some of the fastest players on the field easily and i was just like oh my gosh that guy is so <laughs> quick it was ridiculous so yeah it <clears throat> great player it's hard for me to think of another player that perfectly combined speed and power as well as adrian peterson right. did and i did not grow up a minnesota sports fan okay um but i remember I've tuned in to watch Adrian Peterson. I grew up originally a Packer fan. I know okay. you don't like that, <laughs> but I tuned in to watch Adrian Peterson. And I yeah. think that matters. I think when you have a player that's so unique, that combines speed and power and grace yeah. and just tenacity, that's incredible to see. And Marshall Falk was in there for me. He had barely, he was like a second quarterback. Right. Burt Blylevin, I mean, we can talk a long time yeah. about him. But I think Adrian Peterson is the right pick here because – he will be in the Hall of Fame. I think the only critique I have of him is he's played too long. I yeah. think that his career, if it would have been over years ago, it would yeah. have been perfect. But seven-time Pro Bowl, four-time All-Pro, um, I mean, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, you know, Hall Team, all 2010s. He's not even in the Hall of Fame yet. Right. Comeback Player of the Year. I mean, he's just got any award you can give a running back. He has it. And then rushing records on top of that is just insane. Also, great nicknames. All day, 
and Purple Jesus. <laughs> Didn't realize that was what That's he was called, but Purple Jesus. Purple Jesus. Well, and that 2012 Minnesota season where he rushes for over 2,000 yes. yards. Yes. I mean, that is, you cannot tell the story of the NFL without that year with Adrian Peterson. I That's remember, just one of those special years you yeah, have to talk about. I remember that year. I remember him chasing Eric Dickerson's uh, rushing title and, or, yeah, rushing title. Yeah. It was so fun to watch him. I mean, every game, it was like, how many yards is he going to get this game? Yeah. Um, he fell a little short of beating Dickerson, but, boy, that was a that was a that was just a fun season to watch him. He yeah. Was, and you mentioned his power. I mean, a lot of yeah. people think he's – I mean, obviously, he was really fast, but that guy was just solid. I mean, he, yes. would, he would run up the middle and not have any problem doing it. So. Yeah. You think yeah. of running backs as either one way or the other. You think power or speed. Or speed, right. You think – Barry Sanders with the quick lightning reflexes, or you think of a Derrick Henry that just moves the pile. Right. And he was both. And yep. that's what just, it's hard to find a running back like that. And I he's still getting work because yep. he has that ability to do it. It's just not the same AP we saw in purple all those right. years ago. Right. Um, but I think he's well-deserving of being on this list, and he will be in the Hall of Fame very soon. Yep, I totally agree. All right. Well, we are moving on, and we are going through a lot of good numbers for some Minnesota athletes here. <laughs> um, but let's let's start with number 29. I believe it's my pick. Yep. Um, right off the bat, we just talked about Eric Dickerson. This is Eric Dickerson's number. Oh, yeah. Um, Satchel Page from the MLB as well. Rod Carew is on this list. Uh, John Smoltz. Right. There's, I mean, there's really good ones out here. Yeah. Uh, and I'm actually a little torn. I'm looking at Eric Dickerson because of what we just said about AP. It's hard for me to avoid that. Rod Carew, I mean, is just incredible. Right. So I'm having some last-minute thoughts here, but you <laughs> know what? I'm going to just stick with my guns for right now. I'm sorry, Eric Dickerson. Oh. He's an incredible player. Everything great you could say about him, but I'm going to say Rod Carew. Okay. Um, he's a Hall of Fame player. He was the MVP, Rookie of the Year. 18-time oh, All-Star, seven-time batting title, wow. player of the year, wore 29 his entire career. Yeah, I mean, the, the stats on this guy are incredible. Home runs, 92, batting average, 0. .328. Yeah. I just really appreciate what he means to the game. And I think Eric Dickerson had an amazing career, but a very strange career all the same. Like the bouncing around he did... Right. He had his years at the Colts. He went to the Raiders. Um, I just really like Rod Carew, but listen, this is a coin flip. I could have easily taken Eric, and I would have been completely okay with that. Yeah. Um, this is a difficult one. It, it is a tough one, and I, I agree. I think you got got to give the nod to Carew. Um, he was such a good hitter. I mean, yes. he just— In, in a know. time where— Hitting just right wasn't close it to was, where it is now. It was like the dead ball era, right? Yeah. Like it was. It was, and I mean, he hit three fifty one year. He hit three sixty four one year. I mean, to do that and was that nineteen seventy four? Yeah. Amazing. So, yeah. I remember. Um, so he went from the Twins to the what was then the California Angels. Yeah. Seventy nine, and I remember 
when the twins, I don't know if he left the twins or they traded him or whatever, but I remember when he did that and I was just devastated because I thought, oh my gosh, Rod Carew, he's leaving Minnesota. But you know what? He still had a great career with the Angels as well. But Yeah, still um, comes back to Minnesota too. I saw him the other day. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's in the Twins Hall of Fame, right? He's in the, the right. honored class. There's not too many of them. Right. And he presented a jacket to Michael Kadire, and he still, you know, looks oh, good. He's doing cool. his thing. So it's awesome it. to see him and that he's still around the community, and yeah. he means a great deal. Here. He does. So I, I'm going to give him the nod this time, but, again, this is – some of these numbers, it only gets tougher. Yep. So it uh, it's, it's It's tough to say, but Rod – he gets it, and you get the 30th pick. Okay, number 30. A lot of good 30s. Um, yeah. Uh, very Curry. popular number, yeah. It is a very popular number. Um, Nolan Ryan, um, Terrell Davis. Um, yeah. We have uh, Maury Wills, Bernard King. I Love mean, Bernard King. Yeah, a lot of good players have worn 30. Um, this is kind of a coin flip between a few players, but you know what? I got to tell you, I remember watching Nolan Ryan pitch, and he was absolutely lights out. Um, so I'm going to go with Nolan Ryan. Really? Yes. Okay. No, a little surprise, but I'm I'm actually shocked. <laughs> yeah. No, he he was such a good pitcher. Um, you you would never see a, a pitcher like him today. You just won't. Okay. Um, he was so good. He had. He was throwing heat that you wouldn't – back in the day, it was just – it was crazy. Um, okay. So, yeah, he was eight-time all-star, um, threw no hitters like it was, you know, old hat to him. And just the guy was such a good such a good pitcher. Um, so, yeah, I got to oh. go with good old Nolan. You know, I liked – in our first one, we were doing – if I pick, you said your pick. Right. And if we had different, it was interesting to talk about. And I'm going to do that here. I, I hands down, went Steph Curry. You did. Okay. Just because you being the baseball guy, I understand you taking Nolan Ryan. Me sure. being the basketball guy, I cannot pass Steph Curry. He okay. changed Tell me why. The, the way the game is played is because of Steph Curry. Okay. The way that offenses are arranged, the dominance of the three-point shot, the Warriors dynasty, and now what he's doing in the playoffs and in the finals, I mean, he's become a Pantheon player. For me, he's a top 20 easily top 15 and he could be a top 10 by the time his career is over wow i just think that this is one of those players that you look at him and he doesn't appear like a lebron or a kareem or anything else he's not a physically imposing player right but i have seen teams so terrified to leave him open from 35 feet right that they just break in the middle of a game (laughs) and i think when you are able to change the league not just how teams play you but how the league plays, yeah. that's a special player, and that's who I think of. And he's who I think of when I think of 30. Um, but eight-time All-Star, two-time scoring champ, a steals champ one year, three-time NBA, maybe four-time here soon, right. eight-time All-NBA, All-Rookie, two-time MVP, unanimous MVP, only one we've ever had, um, 75 anniversary team, and then he was the All-Star MVP and Western Conference Magic Johnson uh, MVP. Wow. This past year, so really amazing accolades. Did also fun fact: his real first name is Wardell. Huh? Wardell Stephen Curry the second, named after his father. So awesome okay. player. I think by the time his career is over, if in ten years we're doing this draft again, I think he's hand down hands down number thirty because he is Nolan Ryan to me okay. of basketball. Okay. He just is completely different. 
I don't think we're ever going to see a shooter quite like him. So let me ask you this. How many more years do you think he'll play? That's a good question. How old is he? If you click on his bio there, he's 34 right now, a sneaky 34. Yeah. I could see him like this being the tail end of his prime. However, he could play if he just locked in as a shooter. Right. Vince Carter played till he was almost 43. Yeah. And that's Vince Carter. I mean, he took punishment back in the early 2000s. I could see him playing a long time. Wow. It's just a matter of what he wants to do because as good of a basketball player as he is, he's also done well professionally. Personally, his wife also is an excellent professional. She's a cook. She's got TV shows. Okay. Um, So I think he's one of those guys that he is not controlled by the game. Okay. Um, but he also is a kid that grew up in the NBA. His father played here, played in Toronto, played for Charlotte. Okay. So he's a very professional basketball player. And uh, if we've seen anything over these finals, his stature matters to him. He, he knows what this finals means in terms of his legacy. Okay. Um, so I think he leaves probably at the best possible time for him. Um, when that is, I think, is still a couple years away yet. I could see him retire at 38, 39. Do you think he's always with Golden State? I think so. Okay. I do. I think that after the after the run they had, I mean, this is four titles. First one coming in, what, 2014? Yeah. That's incredible. That is incredible. And I think, you know, he's at worst a really awesome shooter. Right. You can keep him on the team and get ready and reload for the next next generation. I don't think he would hang around too long. I think he's achieved everything in his career that he could achieve. Okay. I mean, look at that stat sheet. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy. So, wow. Yeah, he's uh, he's. I could I could see your case for him being number thirty. I like that you sure. pulled Nolan Ryan in there, though. Oh yeah. I know I, I I spazzed out, but at the same time, we never get to talk about Nolan Ryan, <laughs> so it's fun too. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right, next one. You are up. We got another baseball 31. versus basketball yeah. one here, don't we? Number thirty-one. Thirty-one. Many might know Greg Maddox. Uh, yeah. We got Reggie Miller. We got Fergie Jenkins from MLB. Dave Winfield, MLB. Oh, yeah. Billy Smith, NHL. Uh, Mike Piazza. Uh, Donnie Shell as well from the NFL. Right. Um, there were only two players that I really took into account on this one. Uh, I need to pull up their stat sheet here real quick just because. But I looked at Greg and I looked at Reggie. Um, Greg Mannix, Hall of Fame. Four-time Cy Young, eight-time All-Star, 95 World Series champ, eight-time Golden Glove, and four-time ERA title. I mean, incredible player. Mm-hmm. I I think he's insane. I did make this draft board a couple weeks ago, and uh, you know, I I constantly am having a hard time and changing my mind as I go. <laughs> um, but I think I'm gonna give it to Reggie. I know okay. that's not the popular pick for baseball, but I think Reggie Miller just means a he means so much to basketball especially today he was the Steph Curry before Steph Curry okay and what he did and the moments that he's had in the NBA just are really amazing and he still impacts the game today as an announcer I will always think of him like doing the choke motion <laughs> to the Knicks right I remember and, that and that that rivalry yes. and caring in the 90s and just the hardcore competitor and trash talker he was I just I'm I'm leaning on a rule here for recognition okay. over talent. I okay. think Maddox is more talented. Right. I think he he's an incredible player, and what he means to baseball is awesome. But I think what Reggie Miller means to the sport of basketball now, 
he, I just think 31, I think Reggie, like it's immediate. It's, it's just muscle memory. That's where I go. I could see that. Yeah. I, I'm not going to argue with you on that. I think, I think Maddox is, is a great player. I mean, he was great, but Reggie Miller, um, kind of, you know, maybe before his time, sort of a celebrity basketball player in a way, the choke thing. And he was, I mean, the Knicks and Pacers games were oh, so, so cool. <laughs> I still like, have them. Like, I yeah. have them on tape oh, somewhere. Oh, my gosh. You got to watch them. They're so good. Yeah. I remember Reggie Miller. Just, I mean, Knicks, Knicks fans do not like Reggie Miller. No. And that's how it should be, right? Yeah. So, well, that's and awesome. Can I ask you, because mm-hmm. this is one of the only chances that I get to do this, because we, we are in this place of having this conversation. Yeah. But what was it like to watch Greg Maddox? At his prime. Okay, so that's the one thing I wanted to talk, talk yeah, about. Yeah, because this is this is probably the only time we get to pull this up. And right. I really had a hard time with this decision. So I went with the guy that I had seen. And yeah. Greg played mostly through the 80s and into the 90s and won mm-hmm. a World Series. And, yep. of course, I hate to date myself, but I wasn't born yet. <laughs> so I, I right. want to hear this story of exactly how good he was. Because he and Reggie, like everyone knows Reggie Miller. Yep. Everyone heard has heard the name Maddox. Yep. But no, a lot of people haven't seen him play. Right, right. So what was it like? So he was, okay, so first of all, he, he started out as a Cub. Um, his first year with the Cubs was 86, and he played uh, for the Cubs for, looks like, seven years. Yeah. yeah. Then he got traded to Atlanta. And again, back then, you know, it wasn't like today where players will switch teams all the time. You know, I mean, going into a season, you're like, okay, who's on my favorite team this year? Because so many guys. So when he went to Atlanta, that was big news. That was like, oh my goodness, uh, Greg Maddox is going to the Braves. But he was such a good pitcher because he wasn't, he didn't throw hard. He was a, he was a true pitcher. Um, He was, he was as smart as they come and he could throw stuff. Um, He just knew how to pitch. I mean, he knew when to take, speed off the ball he know he could paint the corners i mean he was such a just a dominating pitcher in so many ways you don't see that a lot now you really don't see a lot of pitchers that can truly pitch um they can throw the ball 100 miles an hour and that's all fine but um he was actually a pitcher so um four times cy young award winner um eight times all-star he won the World Series in 95. Um, I mean, just 18 times gold glove. And again, that's that's one thing that I always like to, to kind of point out with these players who are a lot of times they're known for uh, maybe one thing, but they're really good at another thing. And, you know, he was obviously a great pitcher, but he was also a gold glove winner. Um, yeah. So he was a great fielder. and you know, Insanely good. 18 times gold 18 glove. 18 times gold like, glove. Like, that was the thing that really lingered on me is right. this guy – I mean, every facet of what he could do, he did well. Yeah, yeah. He was just, just a perfectionist when it came to, to being a pitcher. Um, and he played in the National League uh, with the Braves and the Cubs. So um, he was not a great hitter, but he wasn't a terrible hitter either. Yeah. Um, but anyway, just, you know, great player. So I think... I'm glad that we get to talk about it. Yeah. Because this is another coin flip for me. It's it's kind of a coin flip, yeah. I just think Reggie Miller, and that was the only tiebreaker I could have. Yep. Great. It was that good, but I think we can both agree Greg Maddox, yeah. one of the greatest pitchers ever to play. Really a good pitcher. Really so, good. So. This is a hard list, but I think it's only going to get harder because <laughs> next up is the infamous number 32, and oh. I had to work hard <laughs> to cut it all down, and you get to make that pick. There are so many good 30. I don't even know where to start. I mean, you could probably pick, you could pick 
one of ten different players, and you probably wouldn't get an argument out of people. Not, um, not yeah, not much. Um, Magic Johnson. I mean, you know, Jim Brown, uh, O.J. Simpson, um, Sandy Koufax, Bill yeah. Walton, Marcus Allen. I'm reading these off here. Steve Carlton, Julius yeah. Irving. I mean, uh, yeah, any of these players, you could say, eh, I, I'd totally go with that. But I remember. Um, yeah, I, I will say this yeah. too, because you chose Julius Irving early in this draft, so he's the only one that's not eligible for 32, okay. just so you remember. Okay, okay, that's good to know. Yeah, and I remember that. So, um, I, I again, another coin flip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Sandy Koufax was a really, really good pitcher. Um, he was uh, just such a dominating pitcher. And fun fact about him um, he actually was he pitched for the Dodgers um, and in the World Series he actually uh, was supposed to pitch on a Sunday um, but he said I can't pitch on Sunday because he was Jewish and he oh. said I am not so that yeah so fun fact about Sandy Koufax great pitcher absolutely dominating yeah. Hall of um, Fame MVP three-time Cy Young three-time Triple Crown seven-time All-Star yeah. three-time World Series three-time <laughs> World Series MVP five-time ERA title yeah. and two-time MLP player of, player the, of year. the year but all that said yeah. um, I am actually going to go with Jim Brown and Whoa, I'll tell you why okay yeah I'll tell you why um, Jim Brown running back um Mostly played in the 50s and 60s. Didn't play a lot. He only played about 10 years, um, actually nine years. But he's one of those players, and you mentioned this earlier, where he actually changed the game of football. Yes, he, he did. He was so dominating. And I'm sure we've all seen those those old NFL uh, black and white uh, video highlights of Jim Brown where he's just like running over players and stuff like that. Um, he was just so good. Um it wouldn't be out of the question that he would score three, four, or five touchdowns a game like oh. all the time. I mean, it was just amazing. So he he's one of those players that changed the game um, in a lot of good ways. Yeah. So I am going to go Jim Brown, number 32. Yeah, Hall of Fame, nine-time Pro Bowl, eight-time All-Pro, one-time MB- NFL champ, mm-hmm. three-time AP MVP. I mean, we get into every acronym right. you could give a running back here. Yeah. Played always at the Browns under 32. Yep. Great actor. Yeah. <laughs> That's Great what I think actor. of too. Um yeah. I I completely respect that pick. When people mention the greatest running backs of all time, he's on that list and I think he inspired a lot of players who are not right. just in this league but have been playing for, you know, what was he? He was in the 50s and 60s, so the yeah. 70s 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, people still talk about him. Jim Brown, yeah. So I respect that pick. I went with Magic Johnson, greatest point guard of all time. Another okay. argument stolen from you. He changed <laughs> the game. Yeah. I mean, six foot ten point guard that could dribble. No one had ever seen anything like that. Um, part of the NBA, uh, or excuse me, part of the Dream Team. But on top of that, Hall of Fame, 12 time All Star, four time assist champ, one of the most incredible passers and authors of. The right. Showtime Lakers, also yeah. rookie year, played all five positions in Game Seven of the NBA Finals. Um, two-time <laughs> Steel Champ, five-time MVP or five-time NBA champ, ten-time All NBA, All Rookie Team, three times Final MVP, three-time MVP, All-Star MVP twice, wow. and considered one of the top seventy-five players ever to play. I think Magic is slightly underrated. People don't talk about him enough. Um, but if you go back and watch the tape, it's it's beautiful basketball. Right. It's just right. 
there's nothing I've ever seen quite like it, and I think it's going to be hard to replicate. He is one of those rare players where he is a unicorn in every right where he just changed the game in a way that I don't know if we'll ever see or be surprised like that again. Yeah. Um, the only thing that kind of de- detracts his resume to me isn't anything he can control, and it's that his rival was just as incredible <laughs> with Larry Bird. Larry Bird, yeah. And I think they kind of share this greatness that yes. both of them could equally wield. Um, but the fact is the league was great back then and it was balanced because of magic and of bird. Yeah. And so it's really hard to separate those two. And for me, it's magic, but I respect the hell out of Jim Brown. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Moving on to another hard oh, number. Oh boy. 33. 33 and it's your turn. Yeah. So this oh. is really hard for me because I admitted to Greg <laughs> at the beginning that I chose a player. I put an, a player on the big board that sh- most people think 33 and think this number. But I, I think I'm going to go off my big board. Okay. Um, however, I will say a couple names. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. Larry Bird. Patrick Roy. NHL. Tony Dorsett. Yeah. Oh, man. Jose Canseco. <laughs> yeah, Jose Canseco. Uh, Vanger. Patrick Ewing, Scottie Pippen. Like, this is a great basketball number. And most people would say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and I think that's completely fair. But for me, I just talked about magic. I'm going to pick Larry. Go with Larry, okay. Because, again, when I have these hard time, when I have a hard time figuring out who I want to pick, I, I, I'm mostly going with, when I think of 33, who do I think of? And I see far more green and white 33s than yellow and purple okay and i think larry is just so beloved and kareem is respected but he's you know not as beloved as larry and magic right larry was the guy that for me was like i want to play like larry bird the guy who could pass who could shoot he wasn't all that quick but yet he somehow could make a decision faster than you Mm -hmm. he was a lot bigger than people remember right um he's listed six nine two twenty but a lot of people have said he's six ten closer to six eleven because he stood next to mikhail Right. Um, and you're like, holy smokes, he's a small forward. Yeah. And he was one of these guys that just competitively, what he means to the league, it's just such a focal point. But I think Kareem is the good pick for me, though. I think Larry Bird in this moment. He's a Hall of Famer, 12-time All-Star, 3-time NBA champ, 10-time All-Star, All-Rookie Team, uh, Rookie of the Year, 3-time All-Defensive that's an amazing stat I didn't know. He was an all-star MVP, two-time finalist MV or two-time finals MVP, wow. three-time MVP and a top 75 player of all time. I have him safely in my top 10 players of all time with Kareem, with Magic. Um, the argument for Kareem is he has the unstoppable jump shot. He's the all-time leader in scoring. He's a Hall of Famer, 19-time all-star, two-time scoring champ, four-time block champ, rebound champ, six-time NBA champ, 15-time all-star. Oh, 11 yeah. time all defense like he's clearly <laughs> the guy that should go here but yeah. for me i just think of larry so much more often than i think of kareem right and uh and i think you know kareem stands for a great deal but for me it's just what i see i see those jerseys i think of those plays i watch that team all the time yeah um and i just love that era so that's a personal pick for me i don't think it's the right pick i think kareem <laughs> should be 33 but i want to choose larry because i think of larry bird all the okay. time well, I'm going to disagree. Good. That's um, good. Yeah. Who are you going with? I Well, I, there's a lot of good choices, of yeah. course. Let's um, talk about, because this is an insane <laughs> number. Like, it's, it yeah. is loaded to the gills. I could talk about Kareem 
all day, but yeah. I know we're going to have other times to talk about him and Larry. Right. But who are you looking at? Well, my honorable mention is Honus Wagner from baseball. Um, he's he's one of the I think he's one of the players that has the oldest baseball card out there, or there's something like that where he played. I mean, he played in the. Oh yeah, games. I know his card too. Right. Yeah, it's one of the most famous expensive cards right. ever. Right. Right. But that's not who I'm picking. I'm going to go with Kareem. Um, yeah, I'm glad you do. Like, yeah. right this ship a little bit. Because yeah. I do feel bad. But for me, that's well, that's one of those things. I want to talk yeah. about Bird a little bit. A couple reasons with Kareem um, that I pick him. Uh, number one, um, most points of all time, right? Um, we had talked earlier about are there, some, are there some records in sports that will never be broken? Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if this isn't one of them. Um, he played for 20 years. I mean, that alone is incredible. Yeah. Um, but I remember, I mean, again, this kind of dates me a little bit, but um, the classic Lakers versus Celtics matchups yeah. in the 70s and 80s. And I remember the skyhook um, that was yeah, the unstoppable shot. The unstoppable shot. It was his it was his go to shot. You could not defend it. And he was so good at it. And it was almost one of those things where once Kareem got the ball, okay, two points for the Lakers. You, you just can't do anything about it. So yeah, um, he's he, the better thirty-three. But God, it's <laughs> Bird, it's so hard. Bird I just think so Bird good. so quickly. But and he also played for so long. I right. mean, when did he get drafted again? He got drafted sixty-nine, seventy, seventy. Yeah, yeah to Milwaukee. Yep. I mean, he was playing with Oscar. He connected right so many generations. Yeah, six. He played from sixty-nine. All the way until 89, Which, 20 years, yeah. Until 41. I, it, yeah. Can I ask you this, too? Because one of the things that really held me back was this idea of Bird being beloved. Kareem right. is loved in a weird way because he was very prickly. And he yeah. wasn't somebody that you were like, God, I want to go out and be like Kareem. Right, right. What was your view on that as he was coming through the 70s and 80s yeah did so you feel that i did i mean i think he really was in magic's shadow for starters so oh, magic, oh, yeah. magic was the face of the lakers he was the one that wanted to be in front of the cameras and yeah. all that stuff cream was just kind of a quiet guy that went about his business um maybe had a little bit of an attitude maybe a little disgruntled in a way about it um so i think there's a little bit of that um but he was he was clearly second fiddle to Magic. I mean, he really was. Um, on the other side, with Bird, um, I mean, he was he. You know, everyone thinks Larry Bird. I mean, clearly a great player, but he was also he talked some serious trash. Oh yeah, <laughs> fought it. He fought Doctor J. Oh yeah, I mean, went he, up and threw hands. Yeah, he was kind of the dirty player of of the time. Um, but whatever. I mean, that's fine. That's that's great. I mean, yeah. I love that about Larry Bird. But um, yeah, yeah. It's, I'd say with Kareem, um, it's only it's just he was kind of in magic shadow, and he's he's. But again, this is back in the time when a big center was what teams wanted. Yes, I mean, to have a Kareem was just amazing. Which, by the way, he his his original name was Lou Alcindor. If yep. people didn't know that, um, but the reason I got to give Kareem the nod is because he was in the airplane movie, and you just yes. <laughs> I mean that alone that tips the scales for me. Roger, Roger. Yes, exactly. So I'm so glad that you picked him because yeah, I I had him on my big board. He was yep. the guy I originally selected at 33, but when we went over the rules, who do you yep. think of? I think Larry first before Kareem because. Yep. I think Larry so is too. such an icon, and yeah. he's thought of today all the time. And right. Kareem really is only brought up when you're talking about the all-time scoring record right. and the skyhook. Yep. And, 
I mean, you saw his resume. It's insane. Oh, it's, yeah. I, that is going to be hard to replicate. I think the scores can be beaten. I don't think that resume ever will be. Okay, fair enough. But I, I thank you. Yeah. You might have saved that. <laughs> Let's move on to a really hard number. Oh, boy. Let's talk okay. number 34. 34. I think it's your pick. It's my pick. Um, I did not make this easy for you. you this is not. <laughs> this is so hard. <laughs> okay, so... Um, you know, when I think of 34, there's two players that immediately come out um, that I think of. Number one, Walter Payton. Yeah. Sweetness. Um, Sweetness. Chicago. Great nickname. Yeah, great nickname. Um, and then Kirby Puckett. Um, mm-hmm. Being from Minnesota, Kirby Puckett, you know, almost single-handedly won the World Series for the Twins in 91. Um, absolutely polarizing player. Just ridiculously good at everything he did. Yeah. Um, Hakeem Olajuwon is in there. Um Again, a player that that was so dominating for for years, and then how can you leave out Shaq, right? I mean, yeah. Oh man. And we had to pass him once before because he was labeled at thirty two. Thirty two. I, I had to leave him off thirty two's right, list. Right. So if I had to pick, um, boy, you know, I got to go with Walter Payton. I would. Yeah. I could have gone with Puckett. I could have easily gone with Shaq. I thought you would. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. He's a Hall of Famer, nine time Pro Bowl, five time All Pro, one time Super Bowl champ. Yeah. 19, maybe part of the greatest team ever assembled, the 85 right. Bears. Yep. Um, 97 AP MVP. Again, every acronym, player, yep. award you can give to a running back, all-time 1970s Hall of Fame team, 1980s Hall of Fame team yeah. as well. Made it twice. I mean, yeah. incredible player, incredible career. What are your memories? My biggest – well, first of all, he played in the same – Chicago was in the same division as the Vikings, so we yeah. would see Walter Payton twice a year, which was never fun. No. Um, so my memory of him is seeing him you know, run circles around the Vikings. <laughs> um, but just a great player. I mean, a very respected, um, great guy. I mean, you hear when you hear people talk about Walter Payton now, it's not so much what he did on the field, but off the field. Yeah. There's an award that Walter players, Payton Man of the, the Walter year. Payton Man of the Year award for his for community service, and that's what he was all about. Um, so that's really what I think about when I think of him is he is just a, just a humanitarian that just did absolutely wonderful things. Um, he died way too early. Um, it was just a sad thing. I remember, I remember when he did, he died in 99. Um, and he was only 45. It's just like, wow. But, and players still get emotional about him. Oh, they do. Yeah. It's Hampton. I remember mm -hmm. crying at soldier field after that and just, being so moved and people yeah. crying, you know, five, six years after his death, he really did. He, you know, we talk about Jim Brown and, and Reggie Miller being these like real athletes that grab the attention of the, of the nation. But Walter Payton, he was sweetness. Yep. Like everyone knew sweetness. Totally sweetness. Everyone wanted to be him. And I think even though that face is, it's just so lovable. I think yeah. of the hill. There's a great documentary about yes, him. I remember that. He had a hill in the backyard he would run every day. And oh he ran it so much, the grass got turned out, and there's just a dirt line oh, you're up kidding. from where, yeah, he would run up and down the dirt because he wore it in. Oh, my god. So gosh. that nothing would grow there anymore because <laughs> he ran it so much. Wow. And just that will, right? Yeah. That undeniable will to score. and. I wanted to ask you this because this is something that kind of, it's not something I worry about, but it's something I do think about, especially Mm -hmm. being a basketball fan, is that these players have come and gone, like Bob Cousy's one. And Bob Cousy's a really important player in the history of the NBA. 
Right. But when you look at his stats and you look at how he played the game, most people probably won't remember him for being as important as he is. Right. I look at Walter Payton, and he's five foot ten. He's two hundred pounds. He doesn't look like a modern running back no, by today's no. standards. And then if you go down to his actual running stats, his running stats don't always reflect just how good he was. Right. And I think the thing that's going to be missing is you would see him get hit four or five times on a single mm-hmm. play, and the will he would not go down. Right. He would stay up and fight for every single yard. My question ultimately is, do you think Walter Payton is going to be remembered in the same right that you remember him to, you know, the kids 50 years from now? Do yeah. you think he'll still be a very central figure for the running back? Um, I hope so. Me too. Um, I, I don't think so, but I, I, I would love to hear, I would love to see that. Um, but I think, I think he's going to be one of those players where you're going to look back and you're going to, Group him in with a lot of other running backs that, you know, won a lot of awards and won the Super Bowl and things like that, um, which is deserving. But I think I think he's not. I mean, he's just. It's again, it's the off the field stuff that really made him stand out, and um, I don't think many people know who Walter Payton is. Uh, to be honest, with which you. is scary. Which is really scary. Yeah. Yeah. Because how many years did he play? He played from seventy five to eighty seven. So, yeah, not that long of a career, but the years he did play, like his third year in particular, he just went insane. And then he has a couple good years after that, and by the time he wins his Super Bowl, he gets another, like, slew of titles to his name. But he's kind of the footnote of the greatest team ever assembled. The defense takes the thunder, and he doesn't score a touchdown in the Super Bowl, which kind of is a storyline. I just think that... Walter Payton is this legend now, and unfortunately he passed so early that we don't really get to keep him in popular reference right. now. Right, right. And if again, if you compare him like to a Jim Brown who is still alive. Yeah, thankfully. and goes to games. And goes and... to games, and he's kind of, he gets interviewed and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I wish Walter Payton would have, would, be able, would have been able to do that, because I think people would know more about him. Oh, he um, would be like football's Barkley, I bet. Right, Like right. he would just be in front of the camera. Yeah. He would be perfect to be, be in front of the camera. He'd be roaming the sidelines at Soldier Field and yeah. <laughs> yeah. that kind of stuff, so. So anyway, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go with Walter Payton, number 34. We are lockstep there. Walter okay. Payton for me as well. I think Shaq is important to mention. Yeah. Um, won three titles in a row, wearing 34 with the Lakers. Um, Bryce Harper wore 34 for a little while. Mm-hmm. Hakeem Olajuwon is my favorite center of all time. Right. I love watching Hakeem Olajuwon. And then Kirby Puckett, I did throw it on there because I, I wanted to talk to you just briefly. I know, yeah. you know we might get a chance to revisit this later. Um, and you mentioned a little bit about him, but let me just read the stats first. Okay. Hall of Fame, 10-time All-Star, two-time World Series champ with the Twins, mind yep. you. Yep. Six-time Golden Glove, six-time Silver Slugger, batting title, <laughs> um, and then the ALCS MVP as well as the All-Star MVP. Right. Incredible career, um, but I just want a quick, like give me a minute memory because I, I want to visit him maybe in a different right. podcast, but right. just give me a quick brief memory of Kirby Puckett. So Puckett was the center fielder for the Twins, um, and this is when the Twins played in the Metrodome. Um, so it was all indoor stadium, um, but I remember him. Um, this is back when they had 
the plexiglass on the outfield wall. So <laughs> it was it was one of one of Puckett's highlights. You would see all the time is he would rob players of home runs by jumping up. I mean, this guy had he was not. I mean, he was only five eight. He was not that tall, but he had a vertical of like. I don't know, probably forty something inches, yeah. so he could literally yeah. jump almost above this plex, this huge tall plexiglass uh, wall, and rob players of home uh, batters of home runs. So that's one thing that comes to mind. But clearly, the biggest highlight of his career um, that people know him for: Game Six, nineteen ninety one World Series. Twins are playing the Braves in the Metrodome. Puckett gets up to bat. I believe it was extra innings, tie game, and he hits a home run. And I, I wasn't there. I wish I was there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I can't imagine how loud that place was. And he forced a game seven with that home run. And you know, people still talk about that today. Yeah. How, how just absolutely incredible that that was. So wow. um, great player all around. He could, you know, great fielder, great hitter, great everything. Just a super great guy. He was... Um, you know, he was he liked to be out in front of the camera. He was one of those guys, super electric personality, always had a joke to play on people. He was just a fun guy to have around. So Wow. Well yep. we'll have to revisit him sometime because he's one of those guys I you know, not to give the viewer or listeners a peek behind the curtain because I'd love to do like a Minnesota athletes just because right. it's our home state here. Yep. Um but Kirby Puckett's brought up all the time and he's one of those guys we don't he's brought up in conversation, but we don't talk about the accolades. Right. And I think we should revisit him at some point. All right, we're moving on to 35. 35 in Europe? I am. Well, 35 is a little easier for me, but there's still some good <laughs> players here. There's Kevin Durant. There's Ricky Henderson. Uh, Frank Thomas, great yeah. power hitter out of Auburn. Um, and Mike. I mean, uh, Phil Necro, uh, Mike Yeah, Yeah, there's, there's a couple guys in the MLB there, but I'm going to go Kevin Durant. Okay. Um, this one was the easier pick for me. Uh, Kevin Durant now wears number seven for the Brooklyn Nets, but I'm going to read off a couple of his just accolades. 12-time All-Star, four-time scoring champ. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, two-time NBA champ, 10-time All-NBA, All-Rookie Team, Rookie of the Year, uh, drafted in 07. He was the two-time All-Star MVP. He was a one-time MVP, two-time Finals MVP with the wow. Golden State Warriors, and he was top 75 all-time anniversary team with the NBA's 75th anniversary this year. He is not listed at the proper height, I believe. He's 6'10", 240 here. He's really a 7-footer. Um, when oh. he was at uh, the media day for Team USA in the previous Olympics, he was standing next to Boogie Cousins, who's listed as a 7-footer, and he was taller than him. Oh, really? So okay. I, 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 I do feel safe saying this guy's a 7-footer that can score from damn near anywhere. <laughs> For me, he's one of the best shooters I've ever seen or just offensive players I've ever seen because he's a shooting guard. Or he played shooting guard, power forward, small forward. You could play him at the five. Texas did with him in college. Okay. So imagine he could play the one through five. He can shoot threes. He can shoot mid-range. He can take it to the rim. He's too big to guard for a small guy. He's too fast for a big guy to take him on, and he's got a jump shot that can almost be compared to the skyhook where no one's really ever blocked it. Wow. When you look at the tape of him shooting, he releases at a high point way above his head. And being a seven-footer, that shot, you know, is way, way up there. Wow. So he's one of the most jaw-dropping players I've ever seen. Um, and he was the player that got me wanting to go out into the front yard and shoot hoops. Uh, okay. So sure. I, I love Kevin Durant. Um, 
there's a mixed feeling on just because of what he does off the court with his media and just kind of right. he's a modern day superstar being very sensitive and all. I, I will always think of him. He's one of those players for me where I will always tell my kids what it was like to watch Kevin Durant play. Okay. And I think that's what warrants him for taking number 35. Uh, fun fact, he wore 35 because a coach of his died at 35, so he wore it in honor oh, of him. That's nice. And so when he left and went to Brooklyn, he decided to choose a different number because he felt like it was a different chapter. Okay. Um, but yes, he is 35 to me. He will always be 35. Um, what say you? Where are you with this one? 35, okay. There's well, some good names on there's there. There's some really good names. I thought about Frank Thomas for a second. but The, yeah, the Big Hurt. The Big um, Hurt. Man. Yeah. Uh, great nickname. Um, Massive human being. Oh, yeah. I mean, he... Yeah. Two-time MVP, five-time All-Star, <laughs> home run derby champ, Hall of Fame, four-time Silver Slugger batting title. Yeah. Out of Auburn. Funny enough, was in a documentary with Charles Barkley. I think it was Bo Jackson, who could have been up for the last number, too, 34. Bo Jackson, Charles Barkley, and Frank Thomas all occupied Auburn within a seven-year span. Really? Can you imagine wow. having that in oh, one school? Oh, man, that's amazing. That's insane, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I think um, Frank Thomas, Phil Necro, a yeah. great pitcher. Um, Phil Necro is so good, yeah, too. But, you know, I'll agree with you. I think Kevin Durant, um, just based on his awards and, and things yeah. he's accomplished so far in his career. Just... And I think he's a unicorn, too. I don't yeah. think we'll... S I mean, we probably might see something similar. We're already starting to, but kind of in that magic vein of right. mold breaker. Yeah. Definitely broke what a small forward can be, being 6'10", yes. 7 foot, and just everything. Everything offensively he has. Yeah. Um, and every team that he's on is a finals contender. Totally agree. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on. We are moving into some areas where I like to call it the dark waters. There's a lot of weird numbers here you yeah. don't see a lot of. Still some great players that wore them. So I'm going to give you 36. Okay. What are your thoughts on this list? 36. A um, lot of good players. Um, not a lot of well-known players, but still good players. Really good. Um, yeah. Um, I, I guess, you know, for me, probably going with the bus, Jerome Bettis. Um, I remember when he played for the Steelers. Took him to a Super Bowl and won. Yeah, um, final was, year too. Yeah, yeah, he went out with a bang. <laughs> so um, great player. Um, again, one of those just bruiser running backs. Yeah. Um, he he would just run you over. Um, that's why they call him the bus, right? Yeah. So I think a um, couple other players. You know, Gaylord Perry, um, yeah. great pitcher. Um, Robin Roberts. Yes. So 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 many other good players, but. I think you got to go with Bettis on 36. Yeah, I think he's one of those guys, too, that when you see him play, it's kind of a show-stopping thing to watch right. him run. But when you hear what he's like as a human being, you will never forget the bus. Like, right. he's just polarizing. You just gravitate to him. Mm -hmm. um, and his story is just incredible. But, yeah, Hall of Famer, six-time Pro Bowl, two-time All-Pro. Super Bowl champ. He won it in his hometown of Detroit on the final year he played professional football, yep. uh, as well as he's had some insane accolades for running backs and, coincidentally, 2001 Walter Payton Man of the Year. Yep. Yep. Uh, there's some great documentaries about the bus. I highly recommend people to watch the Football Life documentary about mm -hmm. him. He is a really, just really cool human being. Yep. Yep, he's a celebrity in Pittsburgh, that's for sure. <laughs> yep. So. One of the first football cards I ever got was the Jerome Bettis right. card. Yep. Nice. Loved it. It was awesome. Very cool. All right. Well, that's 36 in the books. Right. I am moving on to 37, and 37. I am leading 
heavily on <laughs> your expertise on this one because we are starting to okay. go back. So 37 is not a number you commonly see. No. Um, Doak Walker, uh, Lester Hayes. I'm looking around. Yeah. Um, Billy Spaceman Lee <laughs> was a guy I was able yeah. to find. Right. Um, I did highlight on my draft board a couple players that I thought were worth noting. But the one that stood out to me the most was Doak Walker. Okay. Um, he's a Hall of Fame, five-time Pro Bowl, four-time All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl champion. Yep. Um, just an awesome halfback, defensive back. Kind of helped form what that position should be. If you want a timeline of when he played, he played from 1950 till 1955 in Detroit. And honestly, this was a personal choice my grandpa used to talk about. Oh, my grandpa grew up okay. in Detroit. He loved the Lions. I knew about Doak Walker from a long, for a long, long time. Okay. And okay. just kind of one of the fundamental players that really helped Detroit kind of land on the football map again, right? right. And helped develop this position uh, in the best way possible. So a lot of accolades there, but I went with somebody that I recognized right away and that the city of Detroit probably would as well. He's right. a Hall of Fame player. And I respect the heck out of that. But I want to hear your thoughts because there's more NFL and MLB players here that I really liked, like Cassie Stengel. Am yeah, I saying that right? Cassie Stengel. Yep. Stengel. Because I recognized his face. Right. And I loved the accolades, but he's a Hall of Fame member as a manager. Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of the thing that edged me out was okay. I'd rather give it to the player than the manager. All the same. Sure. Um, He's a World Series champ. What was it in 1921 or 22? 22, yeah. So, yeah, awesome player too. Right. So I'm going to go with with Casey Stengel. Nice. Um, He's one of those baseball legends um, that you'll group him in with Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, um, players that shaped the game. These are kind of the early years of – I mean, they're not really the super early years of baseball, but they're kind of the formative years, um, the 19, you know, teens, 20s, that kind of thing. Um, but he was he was a great player. I mean, he he is still talked about today. Um, was a he played outfield, um, but was just absolutely excellent hitter. Um, he hit four over four hundred a couple years, um, which is you know, today you would well I guess you could see it today, but it would be very yeah. tough. Um, great but hitter by but, those standards back then. That's pretty insane. Yeah, it is insane. Twenty so, years earlier, they barely had strike rules. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, anyway, Casey Stengel, got to go with him. I'm glad. Um, I'm yeah. glad you went that way because that was one guy I was like, I recognize him, but at the same time, I need I need a base, baseball person to yeah. give me some guidance on that. So no, this is why we do the list. When yeah. I went through and did our hundred and one picks. There's players I didn't know and I wanted to visit, so I'm glad you right. pulled them up. Yep. All right, well, let's move on to number 38. We are getting some more good major league players in here, um, as well as NFL players and NHL. Yeah, so 38's a tough number. You don't see a lot of 38s. Um, one number that does jump out to me um, is Kurt Schilling. Um, yeah. Pitcher, um, played mostly in the 90s, a um, little bit into the 2000s. I remember when he was on the Arizona Diamondbacks, um, and they played in the World Series, and he was absolutely dominating. So yeah. one of those really good pitchers, had a long career. Um, bigger guy, you know, he was 6'5", which by today's standards, I guess isn't that big, but back then he was he was yeah. kind imposing of an imposing pitcher. Yeah, absolutely. So... Um, anyway, I'm going to go with Kurt Schilling. 
Um, he might be one of the only people on this list that's not in the Hall of Fame yet. Right, right. Six-time All-Star, three-time World Series champ, uh, World Series MVP, and NLCS MVP. So, awesome player, fun fact, from Alaska. Yeah, there you go. So Very cool. Yeah. Well, I like that pick. I'm glad we got to talk about him because a name, I did recognize that name. I did not know a lot about him. So, good to revisit. Yeah. Uh, George Roberts was also on there. Um, but Kurt Schilling takes the cake. Yep. All right, moving on. And okay. again, we're moving deeper into some of these dark <laughs> waters where I am learning about players I didn't know right, about. But right. that's why we do this, right? We we have hard times with some, easier times with others. Sure. But number 39. Um, so 39, you're up. Yeah, we got Larry, what is that? Zonka. Z- Zonka. Yeah. Sorry, Zonka. NFL fans. <laughs> um, Dominic Haskell. Yeah. I mean, Roy Campanella. Roy Campanella, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Um, I think I am just going to have to stick to my big board, and I went with Dominic okay. Haskell. Uh, Hall of Fame, two-time cup winner, uh, six-time All-Star, three-time Jennings, two-time Pearson, two-time Hart, uh, six-time Visna, 1991-1992 AR. Just awesome player out of Czechoslovakia, now the Czech Republic. I, I, yep. Or, I'm sorry, yeah, Czechoslovakia. Just his stats alone, even though he's not a player that jumps into my mind, I'm not usually a hockey fan. I respect the hell out of the sport. I mean, every accolade you could give this guy, he's pretty much got. He's a sizable guard, you know, just... I'm sorry. I'm, like, looking over all of his stats, too, (laughs) and my notes at the same time, so I'm, like, at a pause. But just tremendous player. Everywhere he went, he made the difference. He consistently collected awards over his career. He had a long-term greatness all the way up until his final year. So I just think that if you constantly have a consistent output of quality, you deserve to be on this list. And I think at this number, when you start getting to these weird in-between numbers that aren't worn a lot, just to get a couple of awards or even a title is awesome. And he's a Hall of Famer. And he's got two cups to his name. Yep. So easily, I think that's the guy. Yep, one of the best goalies in, in the history of hockey. Oh, my no gosh, question. yeah. And I said yep. guard. I snapped into my basketball <laughs> routine. My apologies, yep. America, yep. in the words of Charles Barkley. <laughs> All right, but let's move back into some numbers okay. that are probably a little bit easier. I'm going to pass off 41 to you, or 40 to you, 40, actually. okay. Let's stick on 39 for one second. Yeah, I'm going to oh, disagree please. with you on that one. Oh, good, so, good, good, good. I'm going to go with Larry Zonka. Now, Larry Great. Zonka was a running back, uh, played for the Dolphins. Um, great mustache, too. Great mustache, absolutely. Also epic. great nickname, yep. Sundance, Sundance Kid. Sundance Kid, yeah. So he was he was the running back for the Dolphins, but the reason I really want to uh, talk about him is he played for the infamous 72 Dolphins that oh. were the last undefeated team in football. Wow. Um, so every year you hear about the 72 Dolphins because um, the last team to lose, or yes, yeah, the last team to, to record a loss, I guess, um, they always go back to the 72 Dolphins, and I believe the players that are still around from that team, they will actually get together and toast the champagne because they're still, still the undefeated. last team to go undefeated. Now, wow. I will say with an asterisk because back then they only played 14 games. Um, so the Dolphins won 14 regular season games. They went 14-0. and 0. 
and then they won three playoff games, including the Super Bowl, to put them at seventeen wow. and zero. And fun fact: the Dolphins beat the Vikings in the Super Bowl. So of course they did. Add insult to injury, uh, right? So anyway, well, um, Hall yeah. of Famer, five-time Pro Bowl, two-time All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP. Um, comeback player of the year in 79. So, yeah, great pick. I'm glad yeah. that you brought him up. Larry Zonka, yeah. Because when I made this big board, I had a lot of decisions <laughs> to make. And it's nice when you were able to clear it up for me. So right. I love it. Yep. All right, well, back to it. You got number 40. Okay, number great players f- at 40. Yeah, there's, now we're getting in some really good numbers. Um, 40s, yeah. I think the 40s have great players. But, yeah. um, again, I'm kind of a football guy. I'm going to go with Gail Sayers. Love um, it. He is one of those uh, one of those players where he played not very long, actually. He only played seven years, but very impactful player. Um, ridiculous running back, played for the Bears. Um, is just one of those players where if you if you ask anybody in Chicago, you know, who is the best running back, they're either gonna say Walter Payton or Gail Sayers. So yeah. um, absolutely lights out guy. His awards are just off the charts. Um, why don't you read some of these off? It's just crazy. Yeah. Hall of Fame, four-time Pro Bowl, five-time All-Pro, uh, 1960s all-time Hall of Fame team. He was the Rookie of the Year in 65. Um, I mean, Rookie of the Year in pretty much everything that year. Yeah, uh, Just incredible player. I am in lockstep with you. He was my number 40 as well. I gave a asterisk to Sean Kemp. Mm-hmm. I think Gale Sayers, the fact that he played, he didn't play that many years, but at a time when equipment wasn't that great he probably got beaten down right. quicker than most yeah i think that even his good six seven years that he played were all high quality years and he walked away probably at a good time mm-hmm. i mean he only played till he was 28 right so i i respect that because his first five years are just incredible and he set the tempo for what a running back should be in that era the same way james or the same way brown did jim Jim brown thank you i almost said james brown like the singer (laughs) um but just great player even if you never saw him play you'd know that name gail sayers gail sayers yeah um sean kemp was the only asterisk i had i think he was one of the most incredible players in the nba for a while if he was on people just said they had to watch him it was like michael jordan like if he was playing you wanted to see this power forward, this big dude with just incredible leaping ability, dunk the ball. Um, also went to a finals as the second best player on a team with Gary Payton. Right. Uh, so I think that really matters, you know. And unfortunately, his career was over far too quickly. Yeah. Uh, he played for a bunch of different teams, and by the end, he was kind of bouncing around. Right. Um, so I I feel bad. His career was kind of cut short, but at the same time, glad we had him. Glad we had some great highlights, and fortunately. Still very much around. I see Sean Kemp from time to time. Oh, nice. So Excellent. not a Charles Barkley, but certainly around. Sure. Good deal. But yeah, great pick. Gail Sayers. Glad we talked about him. Yeah. All right, moving on to 41. 41 and you're on the clock. Hard, hard number for basketball mm. fans. Yes. Because we have Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, God, how many years did he play? 21. Wes Unsell is here. We also have Charlie Waters, Eddie Matthews. Uh, Tom, Tom Seaver. Yeah. Great I'm like for the looking Mets. over my notes here one more time because Wes Unsell, I understand people. He's a hall of famer. He's an awesome player. Uh, like I said, hall of fame, five-time all-star rebounding champ, NBA champ played for the Washington bullets. So the bullets have never been good. The wizards have never really been good in my lifetime right. except for one year. 
and yet he brought them to a title. He's an all-time 75 player. Uh, however, I'm going with Dirk Nowitzki. Okay. Um, I'm sticking with the idea of mold breaker. He was easily a seven footer, seven feet tall, 245 pounds, and from Germany. Mm-hmm. Got drafted uh, in the 90s. What was he? He was the first overall pick in the 90s. But, at, or I'm sorry, he was the ninth pick, but he was German and no one really knew a lot about him. And he kind of broke the mold in two ways. One for power forwards. Power forwards are usually the big bruising guys that beat people around like Charles Oakley. Right. He was the first finesse one. He was also the first player over seven feet tall to make shooting his expertise. He was not this big center that put his back to the basket right. and was like, okay, have that back game. No, he was the first mismatch that if you tried to put a small forward power forward on him at the three-point line, he could shoot over you. Right. He could post you up and shoot over and fall away. He could post up. That's not what he was usually doing. But just an incredible player, shot a great percentage from the field. I mean, from three-point, his career is 38%. For a seven-footer to shoot 38% (laughs) is incredible. Wow. Played 21 years, all with the Dallas Mavericks. Had a couple stumbling years, those first couple. But found a way to make it work. Almost got his career derailed. He made it very far. I believe he played in the finals and lost, and no one thought he'd ever be back. Again, there's a lot of doubt towards Euro players being soft. He's a finesse player. Um, however, he won the title over LeBron and the Heat in 2011 with one of my favorite teams of all time uh, when it comes to just watching them. They used this play system called Flow, which Flow meant make the play up as you go. Um, okay. They had incredible minds with Rick Carlisle on the bench, Jason Kidd at the point guard position, Tyson Chandler at the center, Dirk Nowitzki. I mean, just awesome players through and through. If you look at that roster, it's the WTF of I can't believe they're still playing. (laughs) But let me read his accolades. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame very quickly. He's a 14-time All-Star, 2011 NBA champ, 12-time All-NBA. He was the MVP in 06 through 07, Finals MVP in 11, and a top 75 player of all time. Wow. Um, Just because I love his nicknames, he was called Dirk Dirty, tall baller from the G. German race car and German Jesus. I don't know how you get there. Traditionally played at the power forward position. I think that's his best years. He did play center a couple of times. And I think he's just one of these guys that you are so happy he is a member of your all-time 75 players list. Just authentically 100% of the time, Dirk Nowitzki. um, And really just an important player throughout the history of the NBA. 1998 NBA draft. And he's been in there up until two years ago. Wow. That's so crazy. there's a lot of love for Dirk Nowitzki. He's easily top five power forward of all time for me. Yep, And I'm not going to disagree. I think that's a great pick for number 41. Um, certainly Tom Seaver's up there for me. Yeah, Tom Seaver, definitely. Um, but, you know, Dirk really, I mean, he brought a title to Dallas. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it's and just was a solid. And anybody playing any sport for 20 years at the professional level is crazy. So, and to be a foreign player right. and to have kind of, the whole league saying don't draft those foreign players right. and build around them mm-hmm. and to be the star on that team. I mean, yeah. m- some of our players like Luka Donacic might be the second or third best player in our league. Right. I don't really think he gets that grace without Dirk. Like he is the godfather of foreign players before it really takes off. I think he was one of the first players that I remember seeing highlights of where he's a seven footer and he's chucking up threes. And I'm yeah. like, whoa, what, what's that guy doing? Like, it yeah. was so weird. Like, I can't believe that happened. And now you see it all the time. But he was one of the first players. I'm like, 
he's shooting threes and he's nailing them. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. And one yeah. of my favorite things, just because you bring that up, is he was the comparison in the 07 draft to Kevin Durant. Oh. Kevin Durant was Dirk with a better handle. Okay. And so Dirk was kind of the instigator of the modern big man that can shoot. Right. And ever since then, so a lot of going back to Steph Curry, like he changed the game and a lot of positional players, that power forward position ended up becoming a shooter. Right, right. So okay. awesome, awesome player. Great career. Glad he's on the list. Awesome. All right, we're moving on to 42. Classic baseball number, <laughs> yes. so I knew it would be hard for you. Very So hard. I'm just going to throw this one to you and let you run with it. Okay, well, 42, um, a lot of good players. Ronnie Lott from the NFL, James Worthy. Um, yeah, James Worthy's Laker, in there. Uh, Mariano Rivera, of course, mm. um, lights-out pitcher, reliever for the Yankees for many, many years. Um, Kevin Love, good player in the NBA. But when it's all said and done, I got to go with Jackie Robinson. Yeah, um, all right. He broke the mold, obviously, the first uh, black player to play in baseball. Um, and actually, every year, um, there's a, I believe it's, a, there's a day in April, I can't remember when it is, but all, yeah. all the Major League Baseball teams, all the players wear number 42. Um, yeah. So I love that tradition. Yeah. That's a really cool one. He was my original pick as well. I did change it last minute. I went with Mariano Rivera. Okay. Just because Hall of Fame, 13-time All-Star, five-time World Series. That was the okay. big one for me. Yeah. Uh, World Series MVP, ALSCS, or ALCS, excuse me, MVP, All-Star MVP. Yeah, he's just yeah. had an incredible career. But I think your pick is like the A1 pick. He is the most important player to baseball, maybe ever, um, in terms of what modern baseball looks like. Like right. He is probably most one of the most well-known players we've ever had, even without all of the accolades. But he still has some really incredible accolades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Hall of Famer, MVP, Rookie of the Year, seven-time All-Star, 55 World Series, and the batting title. Right. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at. And, no. You know, he was... Deserving player. Very, very deserving, deserving. Very And, you know, you just... Even today, you see um, players talk about Jackie Robinson. I mean, yeah. he, he literally broke the mold. So He is for 42. <laughs> He's 42. Yep. So, awesome. I like it. Great pick. All, All right. right. We're on to 43, and it's yeah. your pick. So... There were a couple basketball players I looked at here. There were a couple players I, I just didn't really know what to do with, so I kind of minimized this list down to just two names for me. Okay. Dennis Eckersley. Yep. And Troy Palomalu. Oh, okay. Really hard Tough for me. Tough decision. Yes. Very, very hard for me. <laughs> Originally, and I'm looking at my list here, and I'm rethinking things as I go, okay. which is always scary. <laughs> But I am going to oh I'm I gotta take one more look at Troy here. <laughs> okay. Actually, we're taking him out to dinner one more time. <laughs> you know, I I'm gonna pick Troy because okay. I want you to talk about Dennis. Okay. So for no other reason, I chose Dennis originally on my big board. I'm going to go with Troy now because Troy to me was 43 yeah. up until I started following baseball. Right. So he's. Perhaps one of the greatest safeties ever to play the game, if not the best. Right. He's a Hall of Famer, eight-time Pro Bowl, four-time All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl champ, Hall of Fame 2000s team, um, and then the 2010 Defensive Player of the Year, AP Defensive Player of the Year, excuse me. Yeah. Drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, stayed there the whole time. And, you know, we've had this idea of, like, Barkley or Hondo. Right. Does he stay in the limelight? Does he kind of disappear? He's in a lot of commercials still. He like, is. he's very much referenced. He's 
talked about fondly yes. by announcers and by players alike. Uh, I always will think of him counting the snap and being able to jump over the jump line to block the, the kicks yes. and to tackle the quarterback. Yeah. I, I think he's just so recognizable. He's such a great player, such a great person overall mm-hmm. that uh, he is 43 for me. And I really want to talk about Dennis Eckertsley with you because I know that name, right. but he was before my time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the Eck. Um, so, and I, I agree with, I mean, I agree that it could be either Troy or Dennis. Um, I'm going to go with Dennis because. Great. Um, we'll keep it balanced. Keep it balanced. Yeah. <laughs> so Eckersley was a relief pitcher for the A's. Um this is back in the you know really the 80s and 90s. Um, he was he was kind of the Mariano Rivera of the A's. He was a, just a dominating relief pitcher. Um, he had a very um, interesting delivery. He was kind of a submarine pitcher, so he oh. would, he would kind of throw the bring yeah his arm below down the hip below the hip, um, but was just absolutely dominating. Great great player. Um, he played for uh, what's here. 20-something years. Um, um, yeah, I'm looking for it right now. But, yeah, he played a long, long career. He played from 75 all the way till 98. To 98, so 23 years. So that's yeah. a that's a long time to play. Yeah, 23, um, 24. Yeah, but he was he was a great player. I mean, he was, again, being a Twins fan, you know, when we played <laughs> Oakland, I would hate that we would play Oakland because as soon as Eckersley came in to save the game, you knew it was over. Yeah. Um, just like with Rivera and the Yankees, um, he was just so good. Um, so yeah, I remember watching him many games and was just, just great, great player. Yeah. Well, I'm so. glad that we got to talk about him cause he's another one of those players I know, never saw him, couldn't really tell you what position he played. And that's just because again, being more drawn to football, basketball, right. being in my more millennial <laughs> new era, sure. whatever, yep. but he still kind of transcends time. He's still very much a name that people know. So I'm glad we got to talk about him, and I'm Good. glad that he made your list. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, we are moving on to number 44. 44. This is a hard number. <laughs> sure um, is. I guess, well, because it's your decision here. Yep. So let me read a couple to you. Okay. Let me start out and give you some uh, Hank Aaron. Okay. Do you like Hank Ooh. Aaron? How about Jerry West? Oh, my gosh. Pete Maravich. Yep. George Gervin. Yep. John Riggins. Riggins. Yeah. Reggie Jackson, Willie McCovey, Willie McCovey. Any of those? Where, uh, where are you falling here? Because wow. these are names. These are names. Names. These are not, these are yeah. These are big hitters. <laughs> these are very big hitters. So especially like those Hank Aaron, Jerry West, George Gervin jump out to me. John Riggins yeah. is in there as courts too. Yep. Reggie Jackson. Um, but where are you falling? I, you know what? Um, I, I'm gonna narrow it down to a couple of them. I would yeah. say either Reggie Jackson or Hank Aaron. Okay. Um, John Riggins was a running back for Washington and was just really, really good. Yeah. Um, he could be in that list too of of 44s. But I, I, as much as I want to go Reggie Jackson, I have to go Hank Aaron. And the reason yeah. why, well, he was a great player. I mean, not just because I want to go with him, <laughs> but um, you know, he broke the home run record, and Babe Ruth held that for years, and. Um, he did, and it's you will get an argument from so many people today about who is the best player of all time, and Hank Aaron will be in that list yeah. um, without question. So, um, really good player. He played um, 
you know, mostly in the 50s, 60s, and a little bit into the 70s. Yeah, 23 years again. Just yeah. stay, you always went, there. You went, always there. Yep. Just a, a consistent, rock-solid player. Um, but he could hit. And again, this is this is when baseball had long fences and no steroids. <laughs> so, wow. so I mean, the, the, this guy, I mean, read some of his accolades. It's just crazy. I know. I was looking at one and it made me laugh. Um, and I'm sure the audience will laugh at this as well. Hall of Fame MVP, 25-time All-Star. <laughs> he played every year except his first and his last. Wow. He made the All-Star appearance. He made one at 41 years old and 21 years old. So 20 years straight, pretty That's much. just amazing. Yeah. I mean, I've got to figure out how the math works on that one. But yeah. <laughs> all the same, that's what Baseball Reference says. Yeah. He won a World Series in 57, as well as a three-time Golden Glove, two-time batting title. Yeah. The man could hit, and the man had some crazy <sighs> accolades given to him. I mean, just consistent across the board. Just yeah. if you look at his awards... Every single year, he's getting MVP this, MVP that, yep. um, 755 home runs. Yeah, and I is... remember Ruth, Babe Ruth finished with 714 home runs, which stood for 40 years. Yeah. And then Hank Aaron passed it. And um, I'm sure a lot of us have seen the the highlight of the, the game when he hit number 715. And um, as he was rounding the bases, the crowd stormed the field. Um, they oh. were just people running everywhere because yeah. um, he broke the record. I and... hope it was in the ninth inning. Uh, I'm not sure. Otherwise, they got to like take the people back up. <laughs> right. Like, okay, yeah. it's, it's the bottom of the third, man. We, we haven't even yeah, done the right. sixth inning stretch, right. you know. But it was uh, yeah, just great player. Wow. Great player. So. Well, I'm like I said, I'm in lockstep with you. It was hard not to. But Jerry West, I linked out just mm, because Jerry West, yeah. the logo, yeah. Uh, incredibly influential up until modern day. Hall of Fame, 14-time All-Star scoring champ, assist champ, NBA champ in 72, 12-time All-NBA, 5-time All-Defense, MVP in 68 and 69, which coincidentally he lost that finals. He's the only player ever to win finals MVP no kidding. on the losing team. Wow, yes. okay. Um, All-Star MVP from 1971 to 72 and top 75 player of all time. Wow. Um, nickname, Mr. Clutch, Zeke from Cabin Creek, the logo, Cabin Creek Comet, 20, and or Tweety and Tweety Bird. Uh, hmm. I guess he looked like Tweety to a lot of people, and I can see it. <laughs> yeah. But for me, Jerry West is one of the most important players in NBA history, not just as a player, not just as a coach, but also as a GM. A GM he right. has sustained his brilliance as a basketball man up until modern day and still works very well. I believe the last time I heard from him, he was actually helping the Clippers. So wow. he knows he can help out. He helped with the Warriors dynasty. He's done some pretty incredible wow. things. Amazing. Um, and played with Wilt, played with a good Laker team, played with a bad Laker team, always was an outstanding player. And one of the first players to really emphasize form on jump shooting. Okay. So I sure. really appreciate Jerry West. Most people should too, and he's the logo in the NBA. Yeah, I, I didn't know that until you just said that. That's yeah. cool. I didn't know that was Jerry West. Okay. Yeah, you'll hear his name a lot this finals because people are saying if Boston wins it, Steph should get finals oh, MVP. Okay. So you'll hear a lot of his name coming up because I think he was the last one to get it. Sure. Okay. All right, let's move on to 45. 45, you're up. <laughs> well, we got some good names here too. Um, I did limit myself 
to only three because there were only three that really stood out to me that I was like, okay, I really want to talk about these guys. Right. One is Bob Gibson. Okay. He qualified for two other numbers, 31 and 58. I decided 45 was his best opportunity, so I gave it to him here. Okay. Um, he was an MLB. AC Green, who was a part of the Showtime Lakers. Sure. I basically gave him a position here for his jerry curl. Okay. Um, finally is Pedro Martinez. Pedro Martinez, yeah. awesome player as well. And for me, I, I really am split in between Pedro Martinez and Bob Gibson. Okay. I gave it to Bob Gibson. Okay. Bob Gibson is a Hall of Famer. He's an MVP. He's a two-time Cy Young winner, nine-time All-Star, two-time World Series champ, nine-time Golden Glove, two-time World Series MVP, and an ERA title. He pitched for years. Um, and then just because I wanted to put them out there together and kind of turn it over you to talk about baseball here. Mm-hmm. Pedro Martinez is a Hall of Famer, three-time Cy Young winner. He has the Triple Crown, eight-time All-Star, 2004 World Series champ. He has a five-time ERA title and an All-Star MVP. But I want to turn it over to you. I gave it to Bob Gibson. I think history really does matter here and what he means to baseball. Right. Pedro Martinez I mean, if I gave it to him, I wouldn't complain either. But I also want to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, so it could easily go to either one. Um, I love the Bob Gibson pick because I think he he did, um, in a way, you know, change baseball. Yeah. Um, he was again one of these just super dominating pitchers that you just you still talk about today. Um, yeah, he was a name I knew immediately. Right, right. So he he played um, for St. Louis um, his whole career, which is pretty cool yeah um and back to martinez i mean he he, really impressive career very impressive i mean insanely good yeah i kind of think of him as when we talked about greg maddox earlier where he was like a pitcher i mean he was a guy who couldn't just he didn't just go out there and throw hard he actually knew how to pitch yes was so good for boston and he actually brought he was part of the 2004 red sox team that had won it finally after 100 something years so which Spawned a couple really good books. Yeah, yeah. So um, Pedro Martinez, Bob Gibson, both great players, both great pitchers. Um, you could go either one, but I'm going to stick with you. I'll go with Bob Gibson as well. I'll give it to Bob, but who knows? That might be our first split. Right. I, we love a pitcher, yeah. like a real pitcher. Yeah. But Bob Gibson, congrats. Yeah. Um, 31, 55, or 45 and 58. So he had multiple chances, but he gets 45 here. 45, okay. All right, I'm passing you the torch for number 46. Okay. We're coming into the 46. final five here. Yeah, so um, not a lot of numbers to pick from as far no. as I'm concerned. I um, gave you some really deep cut players yeah. because this was a number more popular for early MLB early ML or NFL. Yep. So I mostly just looked at this. How many Pro Bowls, how many All Pros, how many Super Bowls, and that's how I determined it on my big board, and I just went very plain. Um, I don't know about you, but I think what I'll go through is just name off a couple players. Sure. Maybe a couple accolades, and then I'll let you pick from whichever ones you want. Starting with Lee Smith. Lee Smith is probably the most decorated out of all of these players that I'm going to talk about. He's a Hall of Famer, seven-time All-Star, and three-time Relief Award winner. Um, Great player, had a bunch of different numbers I could qualify him for in here, but I decided to put him at 46. 46, okay. The other one is Todd Christensen. He's an NFL player. He played all the way back in 1979. Doesn't seem that long ago, but 
had a pretty good career as a tight end. Mm -hmm. Um, Mostly wore 46 for the Raiders. He's a five-time pro bowler, two-time all-pro, two-time Super Bowl champ. So he just won, and he did his job, and he was a great tight end. So I really appreciate that. It's weird seeing a tight end wear 46. Right. So definitely an oddity that I like. I like kind of those fun out-of-left-field numbers. Right. Uh, Final one is... Andy, Andy Pettit. Pettit. Yeah. Um, three-time All-Star, five-time World Series champ, ALCS MVP. So there's some titles in this grouping. Mm-hmm. So I would love to hear your pick at well, 46. Yeah. So first of all, I've, I've I've not only heard of all these, I've actually seen all these guys play. No, that's great. Um, so yeah, Lee Smith, um, really, really good pitcher. Um, I remember seeing him pitch many times um against the twins a few times when he was in the american league um but he mostly played well i guess he did split his career mostly with the cubs um but anyway lee smith great pitcher yeah um and then todd christensen again the the tight end that wears a number 40 number is like six yeah it's so weird to see that and he wore 41 (laughs) for another team here yeah straight out of byu so you know there's going to be some cool numbers in there Yep. Um, who was the other? New York Giants, uh, of course. Right. But yeah. I got to go with Andy Pettit. Love um, it. I remember, yeah. yeah, I remember when he played, he pitched for the Yankees. Um, he went to Houston for a couple of years when Roger Clemens went to Houston. He mm. followed him there. But he went back to the Yankees and finished his career there. Um, great pitcher. I mean, he won the World Series five times with the Yankees. How can you not, um, you know, yeah. pick him? So That's I, too many titles to ignore. I, I did it give is. it to Lee Smith because I thought you might go that way. Because right. I, I do love a Hall of Famer. I think that matters. But I think five World Series titles is just hard to do in baseball. It's hard to fill. And fun fact about Pettit is he was actually drafted in the 22nd round. Whoa. Um, so he was one of those players that really um, stepped it up when he got to the majors. So Yeah, and um, just so, coincidentally, just to give him an extra gift, it's his birthday today. All right. Yeah. Happy birthday, Andy Pettit. Yeah, so. happy birthday. Thanks for all the <laughs> memories, you Yankee. Um. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all right. Well, we are going to keep it moving here down the stretch. We're on number 47. And we still got some good players on the board. I, again, am going to kind of lean towards you because these are some good players that you probably saw in person that I did not. And I would like to just get an on-hand experience. Um, I am going to pull up all of my notes here because I actually was able to find a couple players that I really liked. Yeah. Um, One that I I personally really love is Jerry Lucas. Mm -hmm. So Jerry Lucas... The reason that he made this list for me is, one, he's a Hall of Famer, seven-time All-Star, NBA champ in 73. That's the key. He won with the Knicks when he was wearing number 16. Okay. However, when he changed teams, he wore 47, and then he wore 42. Okay. He's a five-time All-NBA player. He was on the All-Rookie team. He was the Rookie of the Year. He was the All-Star MVP and a Top 75 player of all time. He is nicknamed Mr. Memory. Now, do you want to guess what weird thing jerry lucas was well known for on the knicks Mm. i'm gonna guess you you're gonna be absolutely stunned by this i couldn't even begin to guess he invented his own language with a fellow player you're kidding yes and they found out a way so he also came from a very well-known school i'm trying to remember which one it's it's ivy league okay um i can't find it on my notes right now but it was like a stanford he was incredibly smart he had almost an eidetic memory 
He could picture plays, remember them in the moment, and go. Wow. And he was also a player that was drafted ahead of when he actually played. So he had to stay in college for a couple of years and come in. Oh, and he was considered okay. the best player in college for a very long time. And when he came to the Knicks, he was an outstanding player. He wasn't the best player on the team, but certainly important. And when he left, he ended up going to the Golden State Warriors wearing 47. So I felt I wanted to sneak him in here on this list wearing 47 because I sure. do have memories of pictures with him in that number. Uh, because, yeah, yeah, historic, awesome career. Also played for Cincinnati at the beginning of his career. He then went to San Francisco and ended with the Knicks. So at the end of his career, he won that title, which is important. I think sure. that really matters. Um, let me pull up my other note. We got Tom Galvin. Oh, Tom Glavin. Glavin, yes. excuse me. Yeah. Uh, Hall of Fame, two-time Cy Young winner, 10-time All-Star, World Series champ, four-time Silver Slugger, uh, World Series MVP, Mel Blunt. Um, we got Hall of Fame, five-time Pro Bowler. He's an NFL player, by the way. Two-time All-Pro, four-time Super Bowl champ, all 1980s Hall of Fame team. A couple more awards given to him. That man played at the defensive back position. And then Jack Morris. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jack Morris is a Hall of Fame player. He's a five-time All-Star, three-time World Series champ, and World Series MVP. Hard lineup <laughs> to crack. Um, however, yes. for my pick, I went with Jack Morris. Okay. I okay. really like that just career Hall of Fame, three-time World Series champ, World Series MVP, five-time All-Star, also Detroit Tiger I heard about him growing up right. all the time, but I understand giving it to any of these guys. Okay. How about you? Where are you with this one? Again, I I could go with Jack Morris, Mel Blunt, or Tom Glavin. I saw all of them play. Um, I'll tell you a story about all of them here. So Mel Blunt was with the Steelers, uh, played yeah. with the Steelers in their uh, heyday in the 70s. He won four Super Bowls with them. Um, so when I think of 47, Mel Blunt, absolutely dominating uh, player um, Tom Glavin so he played um, alongside uh, Greg Maddox in Atlanta so he was on their pitching staff great pitcher again one of those guys that actually knew how to pitch and not just throw really hard um, so again again just a great pitcher um, Braves won the World Series in 95 um, and he he was just part of that team really good but right. i gotta go with jack morris and i'll tell you why because he while he pitched for detroit almost his whole career he actually <laughs> <laughs> i can see it <laughs> he actually pitched for the twins for one year and that was 91 when they won the world series yeah um, he pitched game seven um and for those who don't know um, game seven was might go down as the best world series game of all time um, Twins and Braves played in the Metrodome. Uh, it was game seven. Morris got the mound. Um, and it was a 0-0 game after nine innings. And he came off the field. And the manager for the Twins at the time, Tom Kelly, came up to him and said, you know, how you feeling? And he's like, there's no way I'm coming out of this game. So he stayed in. And, uh, and Twins ended up winning in the bottom of the 10th inning. But probably the best pitching performance I've ever seen any pitcher have in wow. their career just absolutely he was so i mean he he they didn't score he shut him down so and then he went actually after that after that year he went to toronto and won two more world world series with the blue jays in 92 and 93 so great career um 
he pitched for what 20 years something like that yeah. just absolutely phenomenal pitcher um, again one of those guys he, he he could bring the heat but he could also just be really crafty and a really good pitcher so yeah well awesome pick i do want to amend one thing i got bill bradley mixed up with jerry lucas so flip that bill oh, bradley invented okay. the language he was from princeton jerry lucas played at ohio state also uh-huh. a phenomenal player okay. jack morris regardless you got 47 it's all yours 47 all right all right next number 48 48, 48. so a few few numbers jump out um but you know what i always think of tory hunter um he's a, he was a twin then he went to play in uh la for the angels for the second half of his career but Torrey Hunter was, um, you know, he, he sort of uh, was past the torch from Kirby Puckett. Um, oh, and I oh, remember yeah. their, their careers overlapped a few years. And I remember when you hear about, when you hear Torrey Hunter talk about Kirby, um, he has obviously nothing but good things to say, but Kirby really kind of um, showed him the ropes um, on how to play center field. And he was just a dominating player for, well, uh, for 20 years yeah so good longevity he was one of my favorite players in baseball when i was growing up yeah um i was in lockstep with you here he's a five-time all-star nine-time golden glove nine times two-time silver slugger always wore 48 he will always be the guy i think of yep all Um, right all right well let me move on to this next number number 49 Okay. 49 is a weird number, and I'm going to get my notes up. So why don't you read me the list while I get everything organized okay, here? Okay, so we have Hoyt Wilhelm. Of course. Um, of course, you got to think of Hoyt Wilhelm. <laughs> <laughs> so he was a, a pitcher, a baseball pitcher. Lord of, oh my Lord, how many numbers did you wear? Yeah, he Look wore a lot those. of different numbers. But, but 49, 49 works. Yeah. Ron Guidry. So Ron Guidry, um, another pitcher. For the Yankees, uh, but he was, again, one of those dominating pitchers, um, pl- pitched mostly in the 70s and 80s, um, but very good, very good player. Um, and then, of course, Bobby Mitchell in the NFL, Brian Savage in the NHL. Um, so a few good few good 49s uh, out there, but I would say, you know what, if I had to pick, well, why don't you go ahead? You tell me. I was going to pick Ron. Okay. I was Ron actually going to go against the grain. Yeah. Bobby and... Hoyt were both Hall of Famers, but I think Ron, with a Cy Young Award, four-time All-Star, two-time World Series, the two World Series wins are huge to me. Five-time Golden Glove, two-time ERA champion, ML Player of the Year. So I just think winning matters. The Cy Young, he's a decorated pitcher, but I really want to hear your memories of him. Yeah, so he pitched from 75 to 88, uh, all with the Yankees, um, and just one of those pitchers where you know there's certain players where you know when they take the mound the team has a really really good chance of winning um he was one of those players um just was really really good at what he did um he was a lefty and he he just could paint the corners and Mm. didn't have i mean he wasn't you know the again he wasn't the player that's gonna throw 100 miles an hour but he was a really good pitcher, and he played his position well. And he won a gold glove five times. And a lot yeah. of people don't notice that about pitchers. They think all they can do is go up there and throw the ball hard. Yeah, yeah. But some of these players were really good fielders. Um, wow. And to, to field the ball coming off the mound, let me tell you, it's not easy. So No, that's a huge award to get at a pitcher position. <laughs> it is a position. very huge award, yeah. So um, I'm going to go Ron Guidry. I think he's a good pick. Great. Well, this brings us to our final pick, and it is a tough number, but there's only two guys that really stand out to me that I want to talk to you about. 
So I am going to give you this pick, and while you get your notes out, okay. I'll give the listeners the list. Right. Number 50, David Robinson. Okay. NBA, Mike Singletary, NFL. NFL. And to be honest with you, that's the list that I want to talk about. <laughs> okay. But is there anybody else on there that no. jumps out to you? Because otherwise, I want to get right to it. Okay. David so, Robinson. Yeah. Let's just read his stats. Uh-oh. Hall of Fame, 10-time All-Star, 93-94 scoring champ, rebound champ in 91. 92 is the block champ, so basically getting everything there. Wow. Two-time NBA champ, 10-time All-NBA, 8-time All-Defense, All-Rookie Team, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year in 92, Wow. He was the MVP in 95 and a top 75 player of all time. Mike Singletary, on the other hand, has his own resume. <laughs> Hall of Famer, 10-time Pro Bowl. He played at the linebacker position, by the way. Yep. 7-time All-Pro, 1-time Super Bowl champ. The heart of the 85 Bears defense. Yep. Hall of Fame, all eight, 1980s team. 2-time AP Defensive Player of the Year. Two-time UPI Defensive Player of the Year, Walter Payton Man of the Year, 1990, and I mean, yeah, he stop, is right? what I think of 50. Yeah. Just awesome, smart player. But I do not have to make the decision. You do. <laughs> Who are you taking? Oh, this is so hard. Um, uh, you know, I was I was originally thinking going with Singletary because you're right. He was the face of that Bears defense, which yeah. is probably probably you know. Probably the best events we've ever seen and may oh, ever yeah. see. Um, they were so good. But at the same time, David Robinson, I mean, the list of awards and accomplishments he's had in a very competitive league. And he played during a time when there was, I mean, there was always a lot of good players, but he played um, He played in the 90s. Um, yeah. Where there were a lot of really, 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 I mean, Jordan, Squarely right? in the Jordan era. Yeah. yeah. So he went head-to-head with Jordan and still came out, you know, with some of these awards. Yeah, MVP, two-time champ. Yeah, Yeah. awesome resume. So I'm going to go with the Admiral. I'm going with David Robinson. Yeah. Fun fact, did not play his first two years he was eligible for the NBA because he had to do service for the U.S. Navy, and he was not allowed on naval ships. He was too tall, so they made him a communications (laughs) officer at a base. You're kidding. I didn't know that. There is a height limit for the Navy, and he surpassed that. Didn't he know that signing up? Like I hope <laughs> that is a great i assume that he knew that's going a great in fun fact. but yeah he, he he grew to be 7 1 235 i mean just a prime Big athlete guy. yeah i mean the uh, body of adonis like insanely yeah. gifted in every way and then mike singletary i think the highest compliment you can give him is buddy ryan maybe the yeah. all-time greatest defensive coach ever trusted him yeah and it's one of his favorite players he's ever coached up yep. until his death yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Mike Singletary would visit him. So yeah. that rounds out our list. We had okay. another nerd session a bit. <laughs> I got to learn about some new players. You got to learn about some players. Yeah. But overall, we are going to keep doing this till we get to 99. Yep. If you guys want to go on our website, we hopefully will have the redraft ability, or we'll have the big board up so you can redraft, send us your picks. Yeah. But otherwise, it's just kind of fun to revisit some of these names that otherwise we wouldn't bring up otherwise or most times. Yeah. Um, do you have any comments or thoughts before we head out? Um, just looking ahead here, um, yeah. it's going to get tough because. <laughs> yeah, we might we might take some creative license because okay. traditionally the numbers zero zero through fifty are the most used. Right. And then we're going to go into kind of some dark ages where most of these players 
We're not going to talk about a whole hell of a lot, right. but there still are some good names. Like we're going to talk about some linebackers. Artist Gilmore's coming sure. up, so fifties yeah. are going to be littered with some fun stuff. But we might we might do something creative. We might not. We'll see where we're at. Right. But either way, we want to make sure that we get through as many of the numbers as we can, or at yeah. least have fun with it. So yeah, I'm excited to see what's coming. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to get in contact with the show or listen to past podcasts. Visit our website at thatsadumrule.com. Otherwise, tune in next time for another dumb rule.